Hello? Hello? Mic check? Mic check? Hold on. I'm getting it all clear from the studio. Are Are your volume volume levels levels all set, listener? Oh, it is long. Hello, welcome to another episode of After the Whistle. My name is Kale. Uh, tonight seems to be like a very slow night, but then, you know, we're, we're going to power through. Monday Monday night recordings are typically what we like to go for, but then, yeah, we're here tonight. And it was Smiley. Smiley was good. Bro, Tilly. Friday, it's Monday night, but Tilly. I'm still hyped from yesterday, so we move. <laughs> it seems like it's gonna be one of those episodes. <laughs> and crap, Charlie was good, bro. Oh. I, I would have expected much more, but you know, I, I like the slow, calm, feel good factor that everyone's bringing. Yeah, yeah save your energy for the recording. I don't get the energy, man. Let's give you people. Uh, no Kawawa or Corey today. Uh, but then, yeah, still we move. I think see, seeing that it's three United fans, we, we start with the obvious result of the weekend. <laughs> you would think it would be a 7 0 thrashing at uh, Southhurst Park, but then, nah, you know, this was uh, what, what do you even call the, uh, the derby between Leeds and uh, United or a real something? So, media, I know the UK boy, so me damn no. But then, yeah, uh, 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 a heated rival, a heated rivalry match between Manchester United and Leeds occurred on Sunday evening, with United coming out as heavy winners in a six-six-two thrashing, I believe. Six-two. Yeah, yeah, a day far. But then, uh, knowing the way that United play, knowing the way that Leeds play. So like you you can't you can't say uh, that Keo. the score I was expecting. Oh relax, relax. I don't want to No, the the derby name, are they are they give you the derby name? I'm sorry for left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is it what? Penny needs derby or what? P E N N I N E S Derby. Charlie, you, 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 you choose yourself. Charlie, you're not the least. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the question being that seeing the way that United play as a counter-attacking team and uh, Leeds play as a pressing team, which are very uh, unapologetic in their approach, you know what they're going to do game week and game week out. You know, this was a match set up for United to win and win big. But then also showed defensive frailties as well. Uh, the lineup sort of showed that uh, uh, Ole wanted to give chances to uh, not French players, but the players who have been in and out of the team. Daniel James starting, uh, Tommy and Fred pivots, which was good. Uh, Luke Shaw back, but then go ahead again and uh, starting starting with uh, Rashford and Martial you know as they are attacking forwards all in all from the little that I saw from the little that I saw like it was a pretty good game where you know United were just constantly at it and it could have been a lot more goals but then uh, what, what was you guys take on it? Hmm. I don't even know where, where to start from because I want to talk about United. I want to talk about Bielsa. Open up Bielsa. Yeah, let's start with United. <laughs> so when when United lost to Leipzig, I remember the recording right after that one. I blamed Ole for everything. I blamed Ole for his starting lineup. I blamed Ole for everything. When the starting lineup for this United game came out against Leeds, people were already bashing him because he was starting Daniel James and everything. And he put all of them to shame. He served everybody humble pie. Thank you. Everybody, everybody was on their game. Daniel James was incredible. Even though me, obviously, I, I'm not his biggest fan. So every time I see him in the, on the in the starting lineup, I'm not happy. But I didn't say anything because Oli has done this quite a few times. He puts certain players who you don't want to start, and then they end up showing up. Matomini too. 
he was very incredible. I'm not saying that now. I think he's a good player. He's still a shit player, but credit where credit is due. He did what he had to do. United created so many chances. Even at the end of the game, I was even pissed because I wanted us to... We could have scored like 10 goals. Martial, the number of... The number of chances he missed, like me, I wanted us to beat them so com- comprehensively that they also would just resign after the game. You know how he is very spontaneous can do these foolish things. Because Charlie United could have scored nine. And the thing is, me, I'm never trying to get carried away or anything, but I honestly want to play Liverpool as soon as possible. It's not because I think that United are better than Liverpool. Or... Relax, 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 relax. Relax, relax. Relax. Leave me and tell you relax. <laughs> See, it's not because I think United are better than Liverpool. We are not better than Liverpool. We are not on their level, granted. But the thing is, our style of play suits them very much. Like, it's perfect to counter what they put in the pitch as well. Because they are quite similar to Leeds. It's just that they have more quality in their team, obviously. But you have to remember the last season when United played against Liverpool. Um, I think in the home game, United played a front three of Rashford, James, and Andreas Pereira. And they still managed to get a draw. So, with this current team and the way they are playing right now, it's quite an exciting thing to see. And I'm very hopeful about the game at Anfield. But actually, that one is still far away. But actually, honestly, the team is really, really growing. And I feel like this is one of the results that shows how much the team has um, progressed, even mentally. Because I feel like this is the kind of game that in previous seasons, United will probably, probably have to drop points. Because United tend to drop points when everybody around them are also dropping points. So the fact that everybody was dropping points around them and they managed to capitalize is a very huge, huge thing for me. But Bielsa, like I said, Bielsa. You see, in one of the earlier episodes, I said that that guy is too much of a purist not to play on the front foot every time. And he goes across him at one point. And this is one of the perfect examples. Because if he was the game, even after this, after United were, had scored six, he also was still pushing his players for it's very nice. That, that, it, that's how he is. That's fine. It's, it's very nice. It's very cute if you are one of the football romantics. But this kind of naivety, that's the kind of thing that takes you down. Because we saw it with Blackpool. When Blackpool was in the league, they were all gung-ho, always attacking, trying to score plenty goals and things. And in the end, they went down. So it can be an exciting team in all that, but you don't have to abandon your defensive duties. You have to find the right balance. Because right now, Leeds have been slipping down the table. They're like steadily. Remember like about a month or two months ago, they were in the top six or top five. Right now, they're around 14. They won three. And, from three games. <laughs> and you see me, I'm, I'm fine with it. If that's how they want it. Me, I just want the other to be taught a lesson. Because for everything that people say about him, he's coaching like, like a... Like a 40-year-old fresh manager in his, in, his, in his first job. Because he can't be 60, what, he's 62, 63 now. He can't be 63 years old and still be this naive. Because no matter how much you want to attack, you also have to find a balance. So, that's the reason, one of the reasons why it's hard for me to respect him. Because you can't just be going out and doing this against teams like United. If you're doing it against the smaller teams that you know that uh, you can match them player for player, that's fine. But you don't come to United with this kind of disrespect and not expect to get stuffed. And me, actually, I'm just happy that we did this to them. Well, <laughs> right indeed. Uh, Craig, what do you have to say? To my brother in Bielsa Heat and Auntie Bielsa. I think you said it well. I, I, and I don't think I need to even add much, but this guy's disrespect and naivety was so annoying. Like, 
You see, before the match, I kept on asking Smiley. I was telling Smiley that, look, we are going to smash these people. Even before the lineup came, people were talking about leads, open this, leads, open that. Look, I hate all these football romantics and these hippies as coaches. This guy has coached 22 years, and all he does is go to uh, smaller teams and try to overachieve with them, and has won no major trophies. Nobody is saying Bielsa is not a good coach. But Charlie, we've seen this fail time and time again. Look at Norwich last season. They had the same start as Leeds. Playing with Liverpool 4-3. Same scoreline or was it 4-3 or 5-3 with, with Norwich last season. Liverpool too. Free-flowing, attacking football, open game, everybody hyping them. Oh, they are, Look, one thing people need to know or even, not even people need to know, every coach knows about Ole is, when you face this United team, you just have to sit back. You have to respect them as well, because we are really good on the counter. One thing that we really know how to do is play on the counter well. We will miss chances, but we will score some. But when you give us the ball to play and work, it's difficult for us, we are still working on it. Bielsa was so naive that he came to play 4-1-4-1. Look, even before the game, everyone knew, like most of the United fans knew we were going with two, two <laughs> central midfielders in Mantomine and Fred. Everyone knew Pogba wasn't going to start. Because we know uh, uh, how these people press and keep possession when in transition. Because they run, they was running. So obviously, we were not going to lose their midfield battle to them. But this guy came and played one holding midfield, played 4-1-4-1. Four, one, four, one. Look at the spaces we had to exploit. When I saw the lineup now, and it gave me more of him that oh, this guy is going down. And I wasn't surprised in 20 minutes, we were three goals up. We should have smashed this guy like 10 or 11. So he goes home with that is gang style of play. So everybody will know that this thing is a fraud. Ah, I was so angry. Like, yo, you come to OT, even though we are not performing, you face this United team with Rashford, Martial, and all like, and you just come and open up and allow us to play, attack you like that. Hey, Bielsa. I mean, the Daniel, the Daniel, the Daniel James starting, I didn't even care. Because I knew this guy. Like, Leeds are from the championship. Daniel James was from the championship. Leeds wanted to buy him. That's his level. He can play against them. Who are Leeds? That they are saying that Daniel James shouldn't start, that Daniel James can't play. Who the fuck are Leeds? Are they in the top three? Are they in the top five? Like, I didn't, like, I don't get the hype. They are good, yes. But they are still... A promoted team. That's their level. And we can see that right now they've gone to the bottom three. That's where they belong. If they try and they stay, kudos to them. But all these people say, oh, she didn't start to stay. Look at James. Because when you watch Leeds, you know that they really attack from the left very well. And we needed somebody to help Bisaka as well. Like, Greenwood is good on the right. But when we face teams that run like that, you don't really need Greenwood there. And only proved his, his, his man, man management skills once again. This guy hasn't played football in two months. Comes in and puts on a good shift and scores a goal. All praise to Ole. As Smiley said, we blamed him for the Champions League exit. We need to praise him as well. This guy is doing better than Lampard and Ateta. I keep on saying the same thing. Lampard and Ateta. They don't get half. Look, they and don't get and half and the criticism only has been getting week in, week out. Those people get a pass. Like, see, because it really the ball. You this Lampard, look at the squad you have. You bought almost 10 players. 10 players. And everybody will say, oh, Lampard attacking. For, like, yo, Lampard is going to challenge for title. Lampard is going to look. Lampard is an okay coach. Only has won a league title. Whether it's Norway, Azerbaijan, Malta, <laughs> he has still won a league title. Like, there are so many coaches walking around who can boast or something like that. Whether you go to any country. Like, Ole is not, we are not saying Ole is the best coach or one of the best coach, coaches, but when you look at his track record, he has beaten good coaches. That means that this guy does his own work and it's good. But sometimes, Charlie, we really over-criticize and over-insult him too vibes. much. It be vibes. Like, come it on. Be vibes. Like, it be oh, vibes self. Vibes self. You see, vibes self, eh? If vibes self, you still give him praise when it's due. Like, he did his homework. How many people can smash a, 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 
uh, lead six. Let's be real. The highest they've lost this season was against Leicester. That was four. They, they played against Chelsea. It was 2-1. They played Liverpool. It was 4-3. You understand? So it's not as if, like, come on. It's a good fit for Ole. And right now, we are in the top three with a game in hand. I don't know what we can ask for. Just more, more consistency. That's all. And as for Martial, I'll talk about him later. We'll talk about him later. You you guys were mentioning coaches uh, who only seem to be such a plan. And uh, one coach which, I mean, the fan base is definitely given slack, but then the media hasn't really gone after him like that. Now, Arsenal are, are in a relegation battle, it must be said. They are only four points away from a relegation spot as of right now, are winless from the 1st of November after beating United 1-0 at Old Trafford. In the league, anyway. They've already qualified for Europa last 32. But <sighs> results in the league have been shaky. Very, very, very shaky. And they've also lost players, too, as well. By losing Xhaka, Gabriel, and I think... Who um, could in the last one? Party. Was it Party? Party is also uh, Yeah, Party is also injured. So, you know. Uh, and the Bayern won the last game. Yeah, a quick, 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 quick thoughts on Arteta. Like, is he, obviously, I don't say mm. is he the man for the job, but then is it time that Arsenal start looking elsewhere or sort of ride, stick with him? You see, the thing is, I don't think Arteta is a bad manager. Like, tactically, I think he, he has more to offer than what he's showing. But with that being said, at this level, it's not just tactics that get you ahead. Because when it comes tactics, there are plenty of managers just from. You know, just you play, you know, your tactics. The thing is, when you have these inexperienced managers, it's all nice and good when results are going your way, when you come in at first and then you have that new manager bounce and the players are responding well to your tactics and everything is going well. But the moment that crisis hits, and then you hit some speed bumps, you get some few damaging defeats and things, that's when you actually see whether the person is ready for, for this level. And that's a problem with hiring these people, because you don't actually know how they can handle crisis until the crisis hits. And by that time, it's too late. And the league is very unforgiving, because... All it takes is a few bad results and you're out. And the moment you get run out of the way the league is set up, in fact, the way football in general is set up, the moment you get fired from one big job, it's very hard to get another one, especially when this is your first major job. Like, see how um, Thierry and we, what happened to Thierry and we at Monaco. After he got fired from Monaco, it was so hard for him to get another job. And right now, he's at what, Montreal Impact in the MLS. So, that's the thing. Even though I don't think Arteta is bad or anything, for the kind of squad that Arsenal have, I think the squad is very weak. I think Corey said that in the last episode. The squad is very, very weak. When they are a goal they're down not smart enough. Yeah, they're, they're not smart enough. Don't give empire. See, when you are a goal down, and then you look to your bench, and the people you can bring on are what Joe Willock and all those bomb players. It would be a very disheartening thing, position to be in. I'm not an Arsenal fan. I don't like Arsenal, but I feel sorry for them sometimes when ah, I see their bench ah, options. Puto. When, when honestly, when I see the bench options, then because it's like even the starters are not good enough for you to. So it's not like you have a good starting level, like how. You remember how last season United had a fairly good starting eleven, but the bench was bad. Arsenal starting eleven, they only have like two or three good players inside. The rest are all bad, and then they come and add the bench on it. So the thing is, I think they need at, at this particular point, it would have been better for them to have a more experienced manager who is able to bring out the best from very little than to have someone with his fresh ideas, but doesn't have the tools to implement them. So, if they suck Arteta right now, I would understand. Personally, 
today I saw a stat that said, in fact, I just read before recording, I saw a stat that said that the last Premier League game is today is 50 days since the last one of Premier League game. 50 days. That was when Pogba does them that useless defeat, useless win. Yeah, and, 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 and it seems it seems that they're about to get a lot tougher with uh, them playing uh, City in the EFL quarterfinal, Chelsea later on this month, Bright Brighton, West Brom, and then a New Year uh, match against Newcastle. So Christmas could be a make or break period for Arteta. Like what is easy when 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 you're in bad form. Every game looks bad. You see how suddenly even West a uh, game against West Bromwich City. Every game. So they can easily go like ten games without a win. And then before you know it's Bro, all Bri- Bryce would be the shakiest. Bryce would be the shakiest. <laughs> <laughs> the most high will fuck them up. Bryce there, you never know what you're going to get from them because Charlie they will damage you at any point in time. It's quite quite shaky and uh, hopefully uh, Arsenal will be able to put a few results together so that they are able to ah, put one together for what? Ah, ah. ah what? Massa! Relax, Charlie. Don't see one. Ah. You don't want to make anything go relegation. Massa! What? Why? Why do you care about Arsenal? Don't you know how their fans behave? When they sign Pate, didn't they say they have the most complete team in the league? Uh, best right back, Bellerin. Best left back, uh, uh, Tierney. Best uh, 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 whatever, setup coach. Uh, Massa! They didn't why why didn't they know they had Willock and uh, and Ketia and things on the bench? Why didn't they making noise when they started the season when they were winning buying Gabriel when they bought Gabriel and everybody was playing with Luis? Didn't they say they were going on beating? But Ateta has fixed the Ateta has fixed the uh, 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 defense uh, uh, and all of that. They are hard to score. They play compact. They play from the back. Their transition is serious. And when they scored United, they were on top of the world. Massa, I don't feel sorry for any of them. Because those people are never realistic from the beginning. Even if you are trying to be sensible, they have this arrogance with them that will go about them that they'll be like, oh, boss, boss, we are better than you. We are better than you. I don't feel sorry for them. They can go to relegation for all I care. Ateta, that's his level. You people can quote me. You people can bring the first recordings you did this season where we're talking about top four and all the teams. That is why I said these people are never making top four because they'll find their level. Ateta is not a good coach. He will not be a good coach today. He needs to go somewhere else, like the MLS, like the way Terry Henry quietly has gone there to go and pick up form. He should go there. That's his level. You go and pick an assistant coach because he was an assistant to uh, Pep Guardiola. You think you come and work magic there? Oh, boss, it doesn't work that way. And I'm really happy. They are suffering for what they did to Asemenga. They will learn. They have not learned to. They have not seen any. See what Embry is doing at Villarreal. These people will not support a coach well. They will not invest well. And they will always be buying any, anything, anything for a player, uh, for, for a coach. And they will expect magic. Ateta is not going anywhere anytime soon because they don't have anybody to employ. And no other coach will, will accept that shit show going on over there. They were, compla- they were comparing players, player for player. Pate better than Pogba, Pate better than this, Daka better than that. Blah, 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 blah. When they bought Willie and Bill, what's up? I don't feel sorry for them. Make them relegate them for all I care. They're my level now. Nah, smile will always say, what I always find is level. This is their level. They're going to listen to Shatawali. I know my level. Nah, nah, that. <laughs> Charlie. Ah, well. Uh, still keeping it in London. We'll just summarize the key results from uh, the weekend as well. The uh, crunch match between Spurs and Liverpool. Uh, with oh that was, that was in, no that was that was last week. Leicester, Leicester and Spurs, Leicester and Spurs, and Leicester coming out on top of that, bro. Brendan Rodgers in like he's an like I know I know I know Smiley highly rates him, but then no no but he's he he's also I don't I don't say I'm predictable too predictable, but then you never know what you what you get from him. Basically, like you think that this is the easiest match that is perfectly set up for him so that he can get results and you know sort of take himself up to the next level, but then never really catches that. A match where you feel like the best result they could get was a draw, you know, they actually won 
and won't con- not convincing me, but then like putting a good performance didn't consider. Oh, it was conv- it was quite convincing to me. It was convincing because the scoreline flattered Spurs. Spurs didn't play well at all, and first thirty minutes they were pinned back in their box. Leicester was just applying pressure. So I don't even know where Mourinho went and got that idea from. That I don't know. Of late, this that's his new his mind games here every day. The better team lost. The better team lost. I don't know which game he's watching. Mourinho, I was listening to a different pundit on Amerasi, and he said, Mourinho, he judges how the game goes by which keeper makes more saves. So if his team makes your keeper make more saves, it means that they play you. And that's not always how it works. So, Brendan Rodgers, I feel like he's, he has matured a lot from his Liverpool days. Because I feel like from his Liverpool days, the best... He, he was just like Bielsa. In the sense that he, he didn't know how to manage games and know when to sit back, know when to attack. He was always trying to attack and do things on his own terms. It was very important for him to go to Celtic and learn how to win titles. Because I feel like that thing is very important no matter who you are. No matter the level you go and win at, you just have to go to a certain league and just, just know the, the winning feeling. So since he came back from there and he came to he came back to Leicester, he's transformed the team because it's not it's, people tend to like look at the Leicester team like yeah Leicester won the league just not too long ago and now they are in and about in and around the top places again, but in between. What um, was it club player came to do? It wasn't. He wasn't too impressive. He, he, the type of football they were playing then and the football they are playing now is quite different. And he's Rogers has really turned Leicester into an actual top six force. In fact, he's turned into a, into a far more consistent team than the people who they call consi- uh, tops, the traditional top six, like Arsenal, for example. And they are heading for another. Season where they might finish in the top five. Actually, Rogers the bigger thing. He's he's quite a good. In, in my opinion, he's the best British manager. Uh, hey. hey, not Lampard. Oh, so, so should that be a hot kind, take? This kind of make, make 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 me put him as a hot take. I, I don't think it's a hot take because who 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 is there to? If you mention Lampard, yeah, I'm big. I'm big. Let's be serious. <laughs> but it's the greatest thing to happen to English football. In fact, remember that when uh, when Rogers was at Swansea, he's the one who brought Swansea up into the league. When Lampard went to Derby County, all they talk about is how he did well at Derby. He did well at Derby. He couldn't even bring them to the league. In his one season at Derby, he finished with fewer points in the league than his predecessor, and he didn't even make the playoff finals. So that's in the but they don't even say this guy coach, coaches with vibes, but it's only. Anyway. Uh, but Claude Poe was, was a bit pragmatic with the Leicester team. He was always setting them up to play on the counter, just like, I think he tried to copy uh, Ranieri's Ranieri. um, yeah, style of play because they were really solid defensively, but they weren't scoring many goals. And they were always sitting back, allowing teams to dominate them and possess the ball. But Rogers came with possession and directness. Because Rogers beat Moreno as his own game. If you watch the match, you realize that Leicester were defensively solid and hit Tottenham really, really well on the counter. He hit them really, really good on the counter. The match wasn't as close as the time, as the scoreline, sorry, scoreline was showing. It could have been, it could have been 4-0. The bad that disallowed Gosef, it could have been 4-0. Because Leicester really, really dominated space. And I bet Hurricane would have been crying after the match because man was basically useless. And not even to talk about Gareth Bale. He came on <coughs> and I think golf should be his next profession as he's already jeering towards that side. Because I told Smiley last week, it's not about injury, it's not about recovery. The guy is kind of done. Like, he's done. I don't think a team like uh, uh, Spurs or a team in the limelight is, is, it, is, it is hunger, what he should join. Just lack of fitness or what? He just doesn't really have the drive. You can see, like, he doesn't. He should go to a smaller team where he'll be the outright superstar. Even when he puts out a 2 over 10, it will look like a 7 over 10 because it's a smaller team. But if you look at his input in this first team, anytime I've watched him, 
He hasn't been impressive. It's not about fitness issues. No, the guy, the guy is, is just a, a shadow of himself. Like, he's not, he's not the same. And as I said last week, last week again, in our last recording, Tottenham will drop. All this talk about the perfect marriage. They are going to win the league in, in a year of so much surprises. They can surprise us. It's still Moreno, please. Do you set up, even when he's playing against Stone, to hit on the counter? When you don't even have to counter. When you have ballers in your team, you still this want to... Ah, Charlie! No, 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 no. Against Leicester, it was... I was like, really? So when you face a team that also play this way, you can't play. Wow. But then, Charlie, it was really... It was a good win for Leicester. And as Smiley said, they've been really impressive lately. And it's really good. It's really good. I think uh, Premier League wise, you know, the table is shaping up really nicely heading into the Christmas season. Uh, every single week, I feel like we talk about a new team challenging because we've moved from Everton to Spurs to right now United, where they say they they can now challenge for. They can challenge Liverpool for the title. I mean, City too have been they haven't been great in attack, but they, they are stringing together results as well. Not conceding too much, not scoring too much as well. But then you know uh, they, they seem to be up there. That's you guys think this race is going to be as close as, or it's going to be like a mad season where we know that Liverpool would win it, and then all of a sudden everyone's just sort of fighting for top four again like last season. At the moment, it still looks like Liverpool are in control, but it's it's honestly still early days. Like you said, every week we have a different team that is challenging. Just a few weeks ago, Chelsea were being touted as the biggest challengers to um, Liverpool. Then it became Tottenham. Like it's always changing. It's very very. Um, it's, it's, it's very early in the season because we are just about what is it 13 or 14 games into the season? Yeah, 14. It's just because of 14. Because yeah. the season started late, so it's giving us like a, a different idea of how things are going because it's still quite early. But <laughs> United, I don't want anybody to push that pressure on United. That I beg, we never said we're going to win Lego. Yes, we never said game. it. Boss, we, we, the end we said top really four. Clear. Hey boss, boss, hey boss, boss. If we Chelsea and since they say they go win league, we the top four. I beg you, they will win league. Make it the title chase game. We there, we like what I think. We there, I beg you. Step by step, poku a poku. You in football news, we when we spoke about the Bielsa nomination, I think it was clear that coach of the season for FIFA the best award would have gone to Slick. Of uh, Bayern Munich and the best men's player award to went to Robert Lewandowski, which I think was well deserved because uh, Bayern did the ultimate team last season, uh, securing a treble, uh, Lewandowski being the form of his life. You know, yeah. So aside this is like, well, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, but, Premier League. But on um, Flick, Flick, Flick was actually Flick was cheating. Yes. Oh, Flick so cheating. Oh, Flick so cheating. Ah, how, how, oh, are you that, how are you telling me that? How are you telling me that uh, was Klopp with his league title had a better year than a person who won a treble? Like, how? How is that possible? A treble that we see. He was, the, like, he was the best man. He took he took ah, a team, smiley. he took a team which was struggling uh, in the Bundesliga and oh, but, moved oh, them to secure a treble. Oh, but we flick. Did he start the season as an interim coach, or it was halfway? He start. He, he came in around uh, was it October or November. So he and was at, an. At the, uh-huh. And at the time he came in, Bayern were was it fourth or fifth in the table. They are qualified from their Champions League, but in in the Bundesliga, they were fourth or fifth on the table. And he came to transform their entire season and took them to a treble. A treble, 
a treble, something that Pep, Pep could even take Bayern to a Champions League semi-final. This guy took, this guy took them to a treble. They are telling me that Klopp with his league title, because Klopp won a league title, he deserved this award more than... I mean, anybody that says anybody that says Flick was cheated makes sense. But then Liverpool hadn't won the league in 30 years. You can't even factor that as well. And pandemic or not, pandemic or not, they were clearly the best. There was work which was put in place. Yeah, and they were dominating and beating teams now and there, and they were the clear favorite, leading by so many points. Well, you, you, you are the one that you say Kosovo can try in the Bundesliga. You this my ego. You, you have been saying that. I've never. You, you, you have been saying that. You don't even respect the Bundesliga. I'm saying. No, 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 no. You are confusing me with someone else because I've never said this in my life. Because of Sancho agenda, you have been saying outlandish and outrageous things. Saying that any player can look like Messi in the Bundesliga. Also, Sancho, uh, today is fighting you. The boy is coming never, next summer. The boy is coming next summer. Look, this is Sancho Mata. I don't know Flip, where he was. Flip was, was robbed. Flip was robbed, but then we played the Champions League where there was no second leg. It was just one leg, one time. Go home. Throughout the knockout stages. Yes, Fine. Put that aside. The two trophies won in the Bundes. The Bundesliga is not better than the English Premier League. You know that. In so terms of rate, in terms of rating, just just so that you can see that the Bundesliga is worse than. Look, I just I just gave you reasons why. I just gave you I just gave you reasons why the Champions League. I just gave you. It was a different time this time around. They play just one leg. They play just one leg in the. In the knockout stages. You, uh, so walk up to the make you cut up. Make you cut up. Make you cut up. Make you cut up. Uh, if, if I left the two of you alone, dear, the whole the whole podcast could just be arguments between the two. I don't think, but seriously, the thing we see, everybody's making a fuss about Flick Bureau. Yes, like rightly so, he deserves it. But they are talking as if like club had no chance, had no shot. Had no case. Like, look, Liverpool hadn't won the league in 30 years. They dominated everybody in the league. Gave everybody that. By December, we knew the winner of the EPL. They won it very early by playing really, really well and smashing them. And that alone also warrants that. But Charlie, today there are people are making us about treble, treble. They say people that will say, Oh, Bundesliga, if you just take out Bayern Munich, there's nobody. And because he's won the Champions League, he puts all those arguments aside. Because and I'm giving you the reason why the Champions League this time around was different. See, let me see. I don't buy that argument about the Champions League was different. So, if United had won the Champions League under this format, you could sit here and talk say it was different. There's no if anything, in a one-legged tie, that one, you know, is a straight shootout between two teams. Tactics versus tactics. Now that one team can strategize and know that you can even get qualified by not winning a game. Because in a two-legged tie, you can play no-no in, in your first leg, play 1-1 one, one in the second leg and qualify. You just have to, you can play an ultimate defensive game and qualify. You know what? In a one-legged tie, that one, it destroyed shootouts. The two of you, they go this for this. And Bayern destroyed everybody in their way. You have to remember that Bayern won every single game in the Champions League glasses. It's not like um, they benefited somehow from one-legged ties because they were smacking everybody even before the thing became a one-legged tie. They oh, but, talk like but, but, they were, but, oh, but relax it. Nigga, relax it. You, you relax, because I tell you, say, right, calm down, calm down. I told you say, I told you say the guy was wrong. But, but club two also has a case. But club also has a case. I put it up like club not get case. No winning in thirty years. No winning. They rob for him. Yes, they rob for him. But make people not talk like this on Bielsa. They think. 
should do. I we for do side podcasts, make the two of you just argue things. This one day. That would have been more day. This this one I miss Corey, man. Corey, Corey would have you know, brought some balance. Right? <laughs> I didn't see you people then just to pick up. The guy has a lot. The guy has, has a lot on his table. Make you focus on his team. Uh, but yeah, uh, last thing that I feel like we should talk about because uh, I sort of started this whole thing. Um, when we spoke about former players getting dementia, and I think the FA are taking it very seriously. Uh, so the the FA and the EP, EPL has voted to bring in uh, concussion subs. Which basically means that if a team is to encounter a head injury, they will not, they will have a sub option to bring on the player and take off the player who has a head injury without affecting the allocated three subs. But then they were presented another chance again to vote in the five subs rule, which was present during the uh, the behind project restarts when the uh, EPL was through sometime later. Or recent months anyway, when they had to finish off the 2019-2020 season. But yeah, uh, what 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 are you guys thoughts on it? On one, the concussion subs being voted in, and them still not refusing, still not allowing five subs to be allowed in uh, the game as of now. The concussion subs. I, I guess I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to because it's a very like important issue and everything. That's the topic that's around now and everything. Yes, you make it but, sound like it's not important. <laughs> it's, it's important, but I don't understand what like it's, it's a it's a precedent that I feel like it's a slippery slope. Uh-huh, let me put it that way: it's a slippery slope because. Now you are saying concussion subs so to preserve your ones. So then what happens when someone and that people are playing and someone breaks his leg in the first 10 minutes? Will they soon start bringing emergency subs for that one? Because why is the concussion more important than a breaking leg? It doesn't make sense to me. The moment you start doing these things, it's going to lead to more things. It's like the way the moment they start, started, they brought in um, the goal line technology. Then that's what opened the gates to VAR, and that's what what has brought football, brought football to where it is today. These things, that's how these things always start. It starts with one little rule that opens the gates to more use, and then soon things are not the same as they used to be. I don't know, but something about this just feels strange for me. Like the whole idea of an emergency sub for just concussions and not situations like breaking legs or uh, torn ACLs and all those things. Because why is this more important than the other one? It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I mean, I kind of get your point. I kind of no, get your point, but only because um, they don't they they don't want it to seem like they don't care about players' well-being because. The cases which have been coming up in recent times, you can you can sort of heal from a broken leg. You can sort of heal from uh, any other injury. No, no, no. I mean, the long-lasting effects be the dementia and Alzheimer's and since we then it gets. Yeah. So, so, so that that's practically why you know they want to at least try and see if they can put a halt to it because. There was even another rule which they were even looking at where they said no heading on balls and training or something funny like that. But like but they want to try and make it. Yeah. But the thing is that the the sub doesn't prevent the concussion. It's after, so it's not like um, suddenly bringing the subs in would pre- prevent whatever is happening. I think the only point was that I, I think the main point they were trying to make was that they didn't want um, they didn't want teams to hesitate on bringing, uh, taking players out because sometimes the players feel like they're okay and they want to continue. But still, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's not a solid reason enough for me. Somehow, I don't know. Me, it's just, it's, just, it's just 50-50 for me. I understand where Smiley is coming from and I understand where um, Kyoto is coming from. I side more with Kyoto. 
with regards to head injuries and the concussion, I wouldn't say it's the same as a leg injury. You understand? Because the long-term effect with this head injury is, is like even see this heminous uh, head injury with uh, David Luiz. See how, see how, see how you had the crackling sound, you had a crack, and and we all knew that fuck. Like so, if um, and he's back if, on the field, he's back on the field though. Like the surgery was successful. We have to yeah. So you see, if if yeah yeah, this, I, I, I don't know if he's gonna come back with head head gear. I don't know, maybe. But let's see. But then, if you've done three subs, smiley, and a player gets head injury, that sub will make sense, right? Or wouldn't it make sense, smiley? Yeah, it makes sense, but then it would also make sense if you've also done three subs and your player gets a broken leg from a dangerous tackle. Oh yeah, well, what you're saying there, yeah, that's true. It will open more doors to more argument. They're saying, what if this one too happens? What if that and that and all of that? I agree with you that uh, um, it's not a strong reason enough to introduce that. But right now, football is going in a way where we can't control everything. It's going, the technical side is going, and right now it's just going to be and all these things and all these different different types of introduction that is going to make it some way but as they see as time it will still develop so let's let's see how it goes and as for the f- uh, five subs thing so me uh, i'm i'm all for it because hey as because uh, i'm all for the three subs because yep it's too much of an advantage to the bigger teams to have that's why the smaller teams voted overwhelmingly in favor of maintaining this term. Because just look at United's bench against Leeds. Charlie! They had Pogba, they had Cavani, they had Van de Beek, they had um, Matic. Greenwood. They had Mata. Bailey. <laughs> these players can, can start for the smaller teams. <laughs> All these players can probably start for Arsenal, for example. Arsenal, that their team is lacking. So you don't even have to go too far down the table to find a team that those players would be good enough to play for. So it's just too much of an advantage to give to the bigger team. Because it's not, and the bigger teams, they're even being very hypocritical about this whole thing. Because Klopp, for example, has been one of the biggest... Um, they're funny me. He's been one of the biggest voices in this talk about five subs, five subs. But take the... Liverpool Tottenham game, for example, he didn't make a single sub. So why why do you want five subs? You c- complain every day that you need five subs. I say forget that guy. Even, even the three subs, you know they use. So what again do they want? Think come out for there. In top of champ coach of the year, no. In mother craft. Calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. Uh, you let us end the episode for I'm I'm even shocked that you of all people actually did this, but then you'd be like you get this for your heart of wild. So next segment next segment being the Kentucky hot takes. Smiley presents to us a hot take for the ages. For all the talk about Pep challenging the EPL, change. Antonio Conte hey changing, sorry, sorry for me. Antonio Conte had a bigger impact on the league than he did. Way dear, way dear. Let me, let me explain. No, 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 no. Relax, relax, relax. We need, we need, we need to give anybody a chance to explain the whole thing. We now we go dissect them. We go see what I be trash. <laughs> what I <did> be. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, you say what? <laughs> uh, but why, why it is you go get professional treatment or what? Boss, boss, hot, 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 I, I wouldn't say Pep changed the EPL. Pep was welcome to EPL because he had been successful in Europe for as as long as we've known him. And so uh, that that statement in itself, you know, I already feel in some way. 
as for Antonio Conte having a bigger impact, as compared to Pep, yeah, I could say that, yeah, you're right, because that, that whole three-back thing has just changed the way that, but we've talked about three-backs and wing-backs and, you know, inside forwards and what, 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 we spoke about it for a good two to three years. Came to win the league, that came to do the job that he was paid to do, couldn't really take them far in Europe, which you, I'm sure you have uh, your facts to, to back that up. And uh, me, I, the thing is, is two, is two parts wrong. It's one part wrong, one part correct. Because definitely Conte had an impact on the league by uh, changing the formation of his players, making Chelsea play a different way whilst still making. Because they had that uh, Mourinho grit about them. Defensively, they were solid. Attack, um, counter-attacking too, they were, they were, they were impressive. Were blowing teams out of the water by uh, using Hazard and Costa and th- th- like they had they had a very 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 good team. Pep me already I know they rate them like that. So <laughs> after changing the EPL deal, nah, he, he really just come chop hundred points for year way right. He 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 did he base. So nah, that, that, that's all I really have to say on it. You've got to touch on. No, 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 let me no. let me give my closing remarks. Make a give. Why you put a bully me like that? Hey, who somebody go give bully? Hey, who 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 you want report us to? Who you want report us to? Cause yeah, yeah, I will change. I will change your audio. Make you make a call. So I don't really listen to this. Oh, it's with me. It's with me. It's not go anywhere. It's not go. Eh, I just touch on what yeah what I wanted to touch on actually was a three-back thing. Because if you look at it, there are more teams trying to play the Conte since he came than teams trying to play the first team. Before Conte came to the league, there was no team that had a three-back system as their main system. Occasionally, you see teams playing it as a one-off team. If if a smaller team, you just play a bigger team. Then they play three-back just to keep their defense tight and everything. But it hardly ever... There was no team that played it so effectively that they used it as their first, um, as their main formation. It was after Conte came that suddenly 20 teams started using playback as their primary formation. And so now, teams like Wolves and um, Crystal Palace, 20 teams, Arsenal, all of them, they are doing it because one team was very successful. That's the thing about formations, because usually, if you are not too, Van Gaal came and did some two by four, three back every now and then, and nobody copied him because it was they weren't consistent with it at all. So Conte is the one who I can say came to show the league actually. He came to show the league how to play a three back properly. I don't rate Conte too much. Everybody knows it, but when it comes to that aspect, I give him all the credit. He came to change the league. Thank you very much for allowing me to voice us. Anyway, it's touching on what you said. People uh, actually uh, associate England's success to Pep coming to uh, the EPL and all of that. But then, England still plays a three-back formation. Even though people try to downplay what Conte's did by saying Glenn Hoddle was playing in back then and all of that, blah, blah, blah. There are so many people that didn't watch Glenodo's first play. People don't even know. Some people don't even know who Glenodo is. Conte came in this recent and more years and brought it back to the EPL and won it in his first season, right? Conte won it in his first season and he was sacked in the second season. And like to you, for you to come into a league, establish yourself, meet Pep in that same league, and use three back to last first. Uh, to last Pep home and away and win the league convincingly. Conte really did well. Won the league, won the FA Cup the following season and left. As you said, he has even left three seasons and people are still playing the three back. Even Pep has played it. Ole has played it a lot of time. Chelsea, again, has played it. Ateta loves the three back because he gives teams compact and good defensive shape. But then, you can't also downplay what Pep has done since coming. Like that point, Stanley thing he broke 
with that Liverpool team that lost only like once or twice, chasing Pep to the end and Pep winning and all of that. His impact on the EPL like has been gravely, gravely overstated. I'll put it that way. Abua, he thought I was coming to what prison. Ujimeno, Ujimeno, cause. See, <laughs> you, you can win by 100 points, but nobody's playing the pep way. We don't have any pep way in England. No. Nobody is there trying to suffocate you with needless, needless. It's, right now, it's England that has changed pep. Pep is playing two DMs. When will you see pep being pragmatic? When have you ever seen pep shaking? It's we, 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 Gangnam style. We will change him. EPL will mellow you. EPL will humble you. Come and look at Pep. Pep can't even dominate like he used to again. He can't meet only and he's playing two, two DMs. You are joking. He are yeah. Pep will leave and will say, oh yes, he broke record, he did it. But he will fade away. He will be like another coach. Every other coach. I see, he came to spend over 500 million on defenders. 500 million on attackers. Then you think you impact him. He didn't impact anything. Even though remember the, hey, though remember the Leicester title winning team down there. What are you talking about? <laughs> all, 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 all too soon, all too soon, all too soon, we've come to the end of the episode. But before wrap things up, uh, we, speaking of coaches who have impacted the EPL in some way, shape, or form, uh, rest in peace to Gerard Houllier, who passed early on uh, last week, last week or last two weeks. I really can't remember the date, but. So Kawawa gave a touching tribute to him. Um, former Liverpool and Aston Villa manager won obviously the FA Cup, League Cup, and UEFA Cup with uh, Liverpool in the early 2000s. He will be sorely missed in the football world, and uh, yeah, prayers and condolences to his family as well. So yeah, uh, end of an episode, good episode on a Monday night, but then still, you know. Days. So, uh, I don't want to give an update on the, the leaderboard because Corey isn't here, so we really can't give him his flowers. So, you know, oh, we can't give him his flowers. Oh, no, no, relax, 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 relax. You give we can't do that. If we can't do thank you, thank you for riding with us. Thank you for riding with us. Thank you. But you didn't talk yeah. you. You didn't enter relegation. You didn't talk plenty, but. Oh, be there. 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 Be <laughs> Thank you guys for listening with us, for riding with us. Uh, please do want to like, share, subscribe on your favorite podcast listener. Please do interact with us on the uh, Twitter page, Twitter handle, ATW Podcast PCR. Well, listen to our plethora of podcasts uh, on the Bull Coast Report. You people, you forgive shout outs. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to, to push, like, the people are paying us. So. They're paying us. Like, this is where your money they come from. Oh, don't, 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 don't be shy. Don't be shy. But yeah, look sharp. And uh, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to both of you. I'm talking to both of you. So who will give shout out to Every, everybody, 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 everybody. But yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys, thank you guys, thank you guys. Alright, all right. we'll catch you guys in two weeks' time. Uh, be safe out there. Christmas season, Merry Christmas to you guys all. Be safe out there, continue to wear a mask. Wear your mask. The runner day, you know they go anywhere. You know they go anywhere. Just stay away from the UK girls. I didn't catch already, Charlie. You are no day. ATW dominates the conversation. Neymar, Busquets, 
Ahí va el ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol. Costa turns out the finals. Hazard. Won the title for Leicester City tonight. Irving and Curry one on one. Irving puts it up. It's goal. Kyrie Irving from downtown. This has been a Gold Coast Report production.